I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, March 27th. Let's start with what you missed over the last week. Then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. All right, let's get it going as is it was a busy week starting with baseball. It is opening week for baseball. The first games start at 12.05 on Thursday, the Braves versus the Nationals and the Giants at the Yankees at the same time. But the first game on TV will be the White Sox versus the Astros at 6 on ESPN. Now you'll notice some new rules this season. There is a pitch timer now with 15 seconds with no one on base and 20 seconds with runners on. Violations can lead to an automatic ball or a strike. Bases are now bigger as well from 15 inches to 18 inches, which should reduce injuries and increase base running. There will also be two infielders on each side of second base and both have to have both feet on the dirt at the release of the pitch. All of these new rule changes are to lead to a better pace of play and more action. Also, a little bit of golf in the baseball section. Angels Mike Trout is teaming up with Tiger Woods to build a golf course in New Jersey. The Trout National The Reserve will be a private course set to open in 2025. And unfortunately, last week, just to begin the week, Team Japan beat Team USA in the final of the World Baseball Classic. I do want to cover a little bit of NBA as the season is coming to a close. And so we're going to go over standings. In the East, we have four teams that have clinched their playoff spot. The Bucks, the Celtics, the 76ers, and the Cavaliers in that order. But no one team has clinched their division yet. Since the Bucks and the Celtics are both in the Atlantic and the 76ers and the Cavs are in the Central, they are in hot pursuit of each other. 
In contrast to that, the West, the Nuggets have clinched their division, the Southwest, and their spot in the playoffs, as have the Grizzlies. They've clinched the Northwest division and, again, another spot in playoffs, but only two on the West. Also, we have four teams eliminated to each side, so those are in the East, the Hornets and the Pistons, and in the West, the Spurs and the Rockets. The 76ers are down Joel Embiid against the Nuggets tonight on Monday night, but they may be getting Harden back, who's been out with a sore Achilles. This is crucial as the 76ers are currently running for in the running for their division. Along the same lines, Luka Doncic is expected to play for the Mavs, which are currently sitting outside of the playoffs. The Dallas team has lost four in a row to fall one game out of the play-in spot. Luka originally was going to serve a one-game suspension after getting his 16th technical of the season, but that technical has been rescinded. The league rescinded it just five hours before tip-off, and their This is their policy for a one-game suspension served after 16 technicals, and every two-game, two technicals after that, he will also serve a suspension. Also, Hawks point guard Trey Young was ejected from their last game against the Pacers when he threw the ball at the refs in the third quarter. He had been called for a foul, which led to a game-tying three-pointer when he threw that ball in anger. The Hawks won that game, though still 143 to 130. But now going to what we all came for. It may be the end of March, but the madness is not over. We no longer have a number one seed in the tournament, and our final four is set. But let's start with the Sweet 16. Number three seed Gonzaga survived a wild game against a number two UCLA, scoring 46 points in the second half to win by just three. Then number four seed UConn destroyed number eight Arkansas winning 88 to 65. Number three, Kansas State and number seven, Michigan State's game went into overtime before the Wildcats pulled out the win. Number nine, FAU's Cinderella story continued on Thursday after they beat number four, Tennessee, after a very slow first half. Moving on to the next games. Number five, San Diego State upset number one seed and overall number one pick Alabama. Then the same thing happened in the next game. Number five, Miami sent number one Houston home and that ended the number one seeds. This is the first time since 1979 when we started seeding for the tournament that no number ones have reached the elite eight. Houston was beat by double digits also. Number two, Texas is the highest remaining team to make it to the Elite Eight after beating number three, Xavier, by 12. And number 15's Princeton's storybook run came to an end against number six, Creighton, who was just too much for the Tigers. So that's what happened in the Sweet 16. Let's move on to the Elite Eight. That began on Saturday, and number four, UConn, took their momentum from Thursday to put the beat down on number three, Gonzaga. The Huskies won 82 to 54. That is the largest Elite Eight win since 1992. Then number nine, FAU pulled off an incredible upset, becoming just the third nine seed to make it to the final four in tournament history and the first since 2012. Something about that number five seed, also number five, Miami, sent home the Big 12's last chance at a three-peat, number two, Texas. Then number five, San Diego State, took down number six, Creighton, by a single point. This is the first Final Four trip for both Miami and San Diego State, as well as FAU. 
The final four is this weekend. Moving along to NFL. In breaking news today, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson has requested a trade from the Baltimore team. He came out on social media that he had requested the trade after the team, quote, has not been interested in meeting his value. So sounds like contract negotiations are not going his way. More to come on that as he will be a very hotly recruited quarterback. Moving on to golf, as we had two PGA Tour events this week. So we're going to start with the Dell match play, as that was where the top talent was. And Sam Burns has never played in the Dell match play until this year, and he took the title. It wasn't without its madness in March, however. This is the PGA Tour's version of their March Madness. Sam Burns and world number one Scotty Scheffler are buddies, and it was a battle in the semis that went into extra holes, 21 of them to be exact. Scotty looked to have Burns on the ropes but missed a three-foot putt on the 20th hole, and that basically broke him. Burns won the next hole. The other semi was Cameron Young versus Rory McIlroy, which also went into extra holes. Turns out the semis basically should have been the final because after Cameron Young beat Rory McIlroy to get to the final, Burns won that final in six and five. So at least the last final 18 was over quickly as they do play two full rounds of golf on that final Sunday. Rory McIlroy beat Scotty to take third. Then we go down to Putacana, and Englishman Matt Wallace took his first PGA Tour title at the Corrales Putacana Championship this weekend. Wallace closed in a good form with four straight birdies, which is a good thing since Denmark's Nikolai Hogard birdied the final hole with a 20-foot putt, which would have taken that tournament to a playoff. This was Wallace's 80th start on the PGA Tour, and he is a four-time European Tour champ. He can now add a PGA Tour champ to that as well. Moving along to a little bit of Olympic news, it was Ice Skating Worlds this weekend. Kaori Sakamoto has become the first Japanese woman to repeat as world champion. She won over Korea's Lee Hae-in after the short program and only made one mistake in her free skate, singling a triple jump. Belgium took home bronze and the United States took fourth. Reason why that's important as that only gives the United States two women's spots in next year's world championships after they only placed fourth, 12th, and 15th. However, on the opposite side of that, U.S. ice dancing pair Madison Chalk and Evan Bates took home their first world championship despite being together for 12 years. They beat European tour champs from Italy and Canada, took the bronze. This was super important as uh, Chalk and Evan Bates have only ever gotten bronze or silver. It just seemed like they got second, 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 second all the time. So it was nice to see them bring home that win. Moving over to the Summer Olympics, World Athletics announced that no transgender women can compete in the women's category if they went through puberty as a boy. They also tightened the maximum plasma testosterone for women competing as well. They cut it by half to 2.5 nanomoles per liter. This will affect Castor Semenya, an Olympic silver medalist in the 200 meters, Christine Mumba. Also, the doping ban for Russia has ended. However, Russia and Belarusian athletes will still be banned or will be under a neutral flag due to the ban that is in effect caused by the invasion of Ukraine. And they came out saying that will not be lifted unless 
Russia gets out of that country. Also, Mexico announced that it is interested in hosting the Summer Olympics in either 2036 or 2040. Mexico City had the Games in 1968, but not since then. In the running for the 2036 Games is Egypt, England, India, Indonesia, Qatar, and Korea. That wraps up what happened over the last week. Now let's get into what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. And finally, it is MLB baseball season. We do have games starting on Thursday with the White Sox at the Astros. They will play at 6 p.m. on ESPN. Then Saturday, you get a couple of games on TV with the Phillies at the Rangers at 3.05 on Fox. The Giants play the Yankees also at 3.05 on Fox, depending on where you're geographically located. And rounding out the evening is the Guardians at the Mariners at 8.40 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Remember, that is Cleveland Guardians as they are not the Indians anymore. Just a reminder as we go into the MLB season for those of you who may have forgotten that. On Sunday, you can also catch the Phillies at the Rangers at 6 on ESPN. Moving forward with NCAA baseball and softball, we've got a lot of games on TV this week, but no ranked versus ranked matchups until Thursday. We get a ranked versus ranked SEC matchup in baseball, number 12 Tennessee versus number 1 LSU. They play at 7 p.m. on ESPNU. Then you can catch the second game of that series on Friday. That will play at 6 p.m. on SEC Network. Saturday, catch a double back-to-back of softball. Number nine, Texas versus number one, Oklahoma, that Red River rivalry at 11 a.m. on ESPN2. Followed by number four, Tennessee at number 21, Texas A&M. They play at one on SEC Network. On Saturday as well, we do have a baseball SEC matchup. Number 13, Ole Miss versus number 21, Texas A&M at 7 p.m. on SEC Network. Then Sunday, same kind of thing. Two softball games and a baseball game that are ranked first ranked. So starting with the Red River rivalry again, number nine, Texas versus number one, Oklahoma. They play at 11 a.m. on ESPN2, followed by Duke, which is ranked 16th versus 15, VTech at 11 a.m. on ACC. Baseball, catch number 22, Mizzou versus 23, Kentucky at 11 a.m. on SEC Network. And finishing up Sunday night, number seven, Stanford versus number three, UCLA at 4 p.m. on ESPNU. That is softball, as well as 14, Kentucky versus 17, Georgia at five on SEC Network. We only have six games in the NBA televised this week. Tuesday, the Heat at the Raptors at 6.30 on TNT, followed by the Pelicans at the Warriors at 9. That is six versus seven in the West, so prepare for a good matchup there. Wednesday, catch the Mavericks at the 76ers at 6.30 on ESPN, followed by the Timberwolves at the Suns at 9. And then Thursday, rounding out your week for the NBA is the Celtics at the Bucks at 6.30 on TNT. That is number two versus number one in the East for the conference and division titles. So go ahead and check that game out. That will be absolutely amazing. Followed by the Pelicans at the Nuggets at 9. For Our final week of March Madness, we have the final four. Actually, we'll have the NIT championship. I will go ahead and announce that since it is the last game of that tournament. That is Thursday at 8.30 on ESPN2. But the final four will be on Saturday in Houston. Number nine, FAU versus number five, San Diego State at 5.09. Fitting for all the fives that made it to the final four. 
on CBS, followed by number five, Miami, versus number four, UConn, the only veteran in the Final Four. They will play at 7.49 p.m. also on CBS. Then the winner of both games go to play for the national title on Monday, so April 3rd, a week from today, and that will be at a to-be-determined time on a to-be-determined channel, but I'm going to go ahead and guess that that will also be CBS. In the XFL, Monday, tonight, we have the Houston Roughnecks versus the D.C. Defenders at 6 p.m. on ESPN2. Friday, catch the Sea Dragons at the Renegades at 6 on FX. Saturday, catch the, the San Antonio team versus the Vipers at 2 on ESPN2. The Defenders play the Guardians at 5 on ESPN. And then Sunday, the Battle Hawks versus the Roughnecks at 1 p.m. also on ESPN. In the world of golf this week, we do have the Augusta Women's Amateur that plays this week. You can catch that. That'll be on Golf Channel. You'll just see that around. So I went ahead and put that on the blog. They will start round one on Wednesday at 1.30 on Golf Channel. Again, that'll kind of be sporadic throughout the weekend. Thursday, you can catch the Valspar Championship Round 1. That will be in San Antonio at 4 p.m. on Golf Channel. Friday, the Live Tour Orlando Round 1 will begin at noon on the CW Network, followed by the Valspar Round 2 at 4 on Golf Channel. Saturday, the Valspar Round 3 will take place at 10 on Golf Channel and then move over to NBC at 2.30. The Augusta Women's Amateur Final Round will also be on NBC. That will be at 11 a.m. And then the Live Tour Orlando Round 2 will be at noon on The CW. Everything is pretty much the same on Sunday. The Valspar Championship Final Round at 10 on Golf Channel, followed by 1.30 on NBC. Live Tour back on for Final Round at noon on The CW. We are also gearing up on hockey this week as Wednesday we've got the Islanders at the Capitals at 6.30 on TNT followed by the Wild at the Avalanche at 9. On Thursday the Hurricanes at the Red Wings at 6.30 on Hulu followed by the Ducks at the Kraken at 9. Saturday, catch the Bruins at the Penguins. They hate each other at 2 p.m. on ABC, followed by the Devils at the Blackhawks at 7 p.m. on ESPN2. Sunday, catch the Rangers at the Capitals at noon on TNT, followed by the Bruins at the Blues at 2.30. It all, we also have an F1 race this weekend that you can catch on Sunday. It is in Australia, so you can catch that at midnight on ESPN. No Olympic sports that I could find on TV this week, but plenty of soccer with the CONCACAF National, Nations League this week, as well as the UEFA Euro qualifying games that are happening. So go ahead and check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports, for all of those games and times. That wraps it up for me this week. It was a crazy March Madness, to say the least. I don't know about you, but my bracket has zero Final Four teams correct left in it. If yours does, I, hats off to you because that is amazing. But I will still enjoy watching on Monday for the National Championship as well as the Final Four. I'll catch you all next week for the weekly update.